This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, he has done it. Elon Musk has done it again. He has, uh, as promised, reinstated Donald Trump. Now we get to wait and see if Trump can resist rejoining Twitter. He says he's uh, going to stay on True Social. I don't believe him. Nobody believes him after he won, won big in the... Uh, in the biggest Twitter poll of all time. We'll go over that and give you some of the other accounts that have been reinstated by the greatest champion for free speech since the, uh, the founding fathers, uh, the, uh, the left, the media is not handling this. Well, they hate free speech. CBS said they were going to boycott Twitter. That lasted about 10 minutes. Um, uh, Joe Biden turned 80 this weekend. Happy birthday to, uh, uh, dementia Joe, who immediately does what he does. <clears throat> he uh, heard about the tragedy in uh, Colorado Springs, a shooting at a uh, gay nightclub and immediately politicized it. Uh, so did so did lots of other people. It's funny. They, they, gun violence is uh, a big deal when uh, they can use it, when they can exploit it. We will we will show you the most unbelievable tweet. Lori Lightfoot, Chicago mayor is really upset about a shooting in Colorado. Not the shootings in Chicago that happen every damn day, but the ones in Colorado, because, you know, she can use this for political purposes. We have an update on the FTX scandal, the biggest financial scandal in U.S. history. Um, one customer lost $226 million, one guy. And soon we may find out the name. Uh, we also have... Uh, one of the co-conspirators uh, still defending scumbag S Sam Bankman free. We'll play you that sound. A, a most, the most unbelievable story of the weekend, a recruit at the university of Florida has his scholarship rescinded for singing a rap song, singing a song, uh, objectionable lyrics. So he's out. They have uh, cut ties with a, Stud quarterback uh, Kamala Harris is in uh, the Far East talking about climate change. The World Cup has begun and uh, England started it all by taking a knee before their game against Iran. An MSNBC commentator wants to know if people will be boycotting the World Cup. Not this one. The one in four years that's in the United States because, you know, reproductive rights and all. And the Patriots win the ugliest game of the year. 
and the Jets, not only they lose the game, but uh, bad news, Jets fans, you have the worst quarterback in NFL history. We'll go over the numbers. Zach Wilson is absolutely awful. And, and you got him for like the next 20 years. I wonder how Montante's doing. Is he holding up okay? Maybe we will uh, check in. We'll check in on later in the week. Uh, man, we got a lot going on on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Well, the holidays are here, and you know what that means. That means you can achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. I got Omaha Steaks last week. I got a bunch of them in the freezer, and I'm enjoying them every single day. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use code word Jerry at checkout to get $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary Bushers Cut Filet, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Jerry at checkout. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Jerry at checkout to get an extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. I will watch and we're monitoring the situation to see when, not if, but when Donald Trump begins to tweet again. As I've said for years, Trump's tweets are stupid. I don't think it helps his cause when he tweets because nine out of 10 of them are just juvenile and petty and and, and, uh, not particularly uh, grammatically sound. You know, he's going to he's going to be tweeting soon with capital letters and exclamation points. And it's just going to be. And it's going to be impulsive. It's just, he doesn't put a lot of thought into them. He does. He does write his own tweets. Unlike Joe Biden. We know Trump writes his own tweets because uh, who else could do that? But Musk made the decision uh, ostensibly based on a poll over the weekend. If you missed it, uh, Musk posted a Twitter poll. Should he reinstate the 45th president? And he had, how many votes, uh, Ironhead, how many votes in the poll before he uh, closed it out? 15,085,458. <laughs> 15 million. There are the results. Yes to reinstatement, 51.8%. No, 48%. I, I, I'm shocked Trump hasn't tweeted already to take a bow, to take a little victory lap, because, you know, he loves winning. He claimed he won all these races on Election Day, which is absurd, but... Uh, he has not yet taken the bait, but he will. It is, it's kind of funny. Trump says he has no interest in going back to Twitter. That he's content on Truth Social, his site. And nobody on either side of the aisle believes him. Nobody thinks he will be able to resist chiming in uh, um, on his uh, newly reinstated Twitter account. It was kind of humorous over the weekend watching people retweet old Trump tweets, which had been... Uh, had been banned and now they're back and some of them are funny. Some are prescient, some are just stupid, but that's the way it works for Trump. I don't care as much about Trump's tweets as I do the, the meltdown from Trump haters and never Trumpers in the mainstream media. It is uh, the, the reason Elon Musk is an American hero is because for two reasons, I'm going to tell you two reasons. One, he doesn't need this. He didn't need 
He didn't need to buy Twitter. It wasn't, a, it, by all accounts, a great uh, investment. <clears throat> he has lots on his plate. He has Tesla. He has SpaceX. He's a busy man. He's the richest man in the world. He didn't need to do this. I've, I've said from the beginning, <clears throat> he did it because the suppression of free speech, the authori- authoritarian nature of the of the platform under Praga Agrawal, Pramaga, whatever his name is. Parag. Ag- Mr. Agrawal, <clears throat> and before that, <clears throat> Jack Dorsey, that offended Musk as it should have offended all good Americans. It didn't, of course. The Democrats loved it. They love suppression of free speech. They don't like when people get to uh, participate in robust debate and ex- free exchange of ideas. They want <clears throat> they want every single social media site under their control. <clears throat> they have <clears throat> they have most of them still. They have not lost, you know, Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. But uh, Twitter is now a uh, free speech haven and they hate that the the most entertaining part of the weekend is watching how upset they are and how they're threatening to uh to to, to boycott uh twitter and never tweet again i mean all the usual suspects from uh rob reiner to bet midler they're all losing their minds which is such a wonderful thing to watch and read and and experience in real time. The funniest was probably over the weekend. See if you can get the time. CBS CBS News said they were uh, uh, stepping back or taking a pause on using Twitter <clears throat> because, you know, Musk, uh, because, again, it's the mainstream media in the United States, and they hate nothing more than free speech. They, they like to be in control of everything, and they no longer are. So CBS's response was, we're going to take a pause and reconsider using this platform. Keep in mind, they, they continued to use TikTok, which is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, which by all accounts is a data mining, data mining device for the, for the commies in China. That's okay with CBS. Hell, that's okay with all the, all the Trump-hating celebrities. But Twitter being open to the <clears throat> former president of the United States and his 90 million followers, that offends them. That's a problem. But of course, CBS couldn't, uh, couldn't hold out for long. It was a matter of hours when they went from, wait, we're going to pause and step back and, and see how this goes. And a few hours later, they were tweeting. They can't, none of these celebrities will indeed boycott. None of them will stay off Twitter. They can't help themselves. And they will each and every time uh, Trump tweets, they'll respond, they'll quote tweet, they'll lose their minds all over again, which is a wonderful thing. But Musk didn't just reinstate uh, Trump. He reinstated his friends at Babylon B, which again put into the uh, spotlight the whole insanity of banning a satire site. Think of think of the and 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 I said it from day one. The reason t- Musk did this is because of the ban on Babylon B. He likes Babylon B. He likes the set. It's it's funny as hell. I retweet him all the time. It could be the best follow on Twitter. So Trump, um, uh, Trump Musk was friendly with those guys. He went on their podcast. He he uh, he liked their work when they banned. Babylon B, when the former, when the when the uh, tyrants who ran Twitter before Musk banned Babylon B, that set the wheels in motion, 
and it culminated with Musk buying the company for $44 billion and then reinstating uh, lots of the high-profile accounts, including Babylon B. They banned Babylon B because they named Rachel Levine Man of the Year. That's it. It was a joke. It was comedy. It was funny. They're, they're a funny, very funny site. They could not handle it. Uh, so they banned them. They banned Project Veritas, which does great undercover journalism. Again, they don't like journalism. They don't like real journalism. They like to control the message, control the narrative. He reinstated Kanye, who made me laugh out loud with his, I think it was his second tweet after being reinstated. He just tweeted Shalom, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, which was pretty good. And these guys are all back. They're back with a vengeance. It's a great thing. There's more usage of Twitter than ever. All these people predicting that it was doomed. The thing that amazed me is, and, and we know he laid off most of the company. He was running the company with like 50 guys and, there was no difference. I mean, he laid off all the content moderators, which was a great thing, but you know, all these other worthless hacks that didn't even, you know, come in the office for the free food probably worked an hour a day remotely from their loft in San Francisco, laid them all off and nobody noticed. That was a bad sign for, uh, for the rank and file at Twitter. Nobody misses you. What is going to happen one of these days is he's going to get sabotaged from within, from, from former employees. They're going to try to sabotage him because most of them are, you know, hard left tyrants who, who enjoyed uh, their, their controlling people on Twitter and they can no longer do that. Uh, is this uh, the CBS correspondent talking about uh, their short-lived uh, protest? Yes. Uh, let's listen to Jonathan Vigliotti reporting on uh, Twitter, um, CBS's decision to uh, sit, <laughs> to, to take a pause from Twitter, a very brief one. Go ahead. In light of the uncertainty around Twitter and out of an abundance of caution, CBS News is pausing its activity on the social media site as it continues to monitor the platform, Major. Johnson, this was, that, that was, um, sorry, that was their announcement on Friday that they were right, stopping. Right. <laughs> I mean, let's, um, let's, let's, Take a moment to, to really uh, appreciate their bravery, their courage, you know, in light of the uncertainty, the uncertainty. Here, here's here's again why why Elon Musk is an American hero. He's He did this for free speech. He did this because it's the right thing to do, because he, like millions of other Americans, was offended by these authoritarians. He knew how wrong it was that the Babylon Bee and Project Veritas and Kanye West and so many other accounts were banned for, not for hate speech or inciting violence. I mean, people were retweeting Trump's tweets from January 6th yesterday, and it, it, it kind of uh, highlighted the insanity of it all. He was literally saying, go peacefully, march peace, let's peacefully respect law enforcement. That flies in the face of all the lies you heard from the media and from Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, who's very upset that Trump's been reinstated. I mean, he's just allowed to speak now, and it pisses these people off. Here's, here's all you need to know is nobody on that side, nobody on the left, nobody in the mainstream media is under a threat to lose their account. None of them is in fear of being banned or suspended 
uh, at all. That, that, that only happened on one side. They're upset that other people are being allowed to speak. If that, and they are really, really upset. Uh, I mean, we can get to some of the accounts. Think of the, they're pissed that a former president might be allowed to tweet. They're pissed that Babylon B might be allowed to make jokes again on Twitter. They're, they're pissed that Kanye might be allowed to tweet out some stupid thought that comes into his head. They don't like that. Again, none of them is in danger of losing their account the way the way uh, conservatives and, and, and Trump and others were, or, or, or Babylon B or, or, uh, you know, John Dennis. I want to know when Dino's being reinstated that they're, they, they have reinstated many, many accounts and that's a good thing. Not all. And Elon Musk made it clear that Alex Jones is not coming back. He should, he should. I mean, everybody was offended, disgusted, with what uh, Jones said about the Sandy Hook massacre, we all uh, nobody defends that. He apologized a million times. He he's been sued. He's lost. You know, he, he's supposed to pay whatever a trillion dollars. But the Ayatollahs are still on there. You know, the Chinese communists are still on there. Um, you, you put Alex Jones back up there. You let him let him speak. Hell, you know, let him let him talk about the, the the case. Let him talk about the judgment against him and how he's going to you know, make these families whole, whatever. It's speech. It's supposed to be sacrosanct. The idea that some some you know, 29-year-old wokester in Silicon Valley gets to decide how who gets to speak is utter insanity. I don't even understand why, who doesn't who doesn't get that. It's just amazing to me to watch, to hear media people um, rail against speech, rail against freedom. That's the beauty of what Musk did. He put this in the spotlight and he showed these people for the anti-American uh, the frauds that they are. It, 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 it is a wonderful thing. Um, hopefully they don't start banning people for other reasons. I, I mean, don't want I mean, obviously, you know, you, you have some standards. You don't let people threaten other people's lives. Although somebody threatened libs of TikTok over the weekend, said they were going to kill her. She retweeted it. And I don't think the guy's been banned yet, but we'll check. Uh, um, but, uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, too bad for Alex Jones, but uh, I'm glad uh, to see so many of these people back on there. It's so much interest in Twitter. It does feel different. What the way it worked the last few years is Republicans, conservatives, uh, you know, free speech advocates were typing, were tweeting with trepidation. There was intimidation. That's the whole thing. When they ban whatever, when they ban you know, Kanye, that's supposed to make other people say, wow, if they could do that to him, to Trump, I better be careful or, you know, I better be boring, <laughs> which is the biggest uh uh, right now, the biggest crime on, on Twitter is the people who are just flat out boring. But uh, what are we looking at here from? This is uh, Alex Jones reasoning for not putting them on. Uh, yeah, try, and, uh, this is pretty intense. Uh, uh, he was asked if uh, Alex Jones was coming. He said no. And his response was, my firstborn child died in my arms. I felt his last heartbeat. I have no mercy for anyone who would use the deaths of children for gain, politics, or fame. That is Musk's response to a question about would he bring Alex Jones back? And uh, 
And that sounds pretty definitive. I'm sorry, Alex, you ain't coming back, but uh, which is too, too bad. Again, bring them all back. Uh, that is apparently not going to happen, but you know, Trump is coming back. He is going to be tweeting again soon. I'm shocked. He hasn't already. This was a little strange. <laughs> I thought this was pretty Elon funny. Musk <laughs> tweeting this strange meme and just writing and lead us not into temptation. And he's got a picture of, uh, I don't know who that would be. Uh, it looks like something from, from Jesus's time. That is not Jesus. Is it? I think it's supposed to be. Is that supposed to be Jesus? Well, you know, I guess Musk is, is insane too. I mean, it's great. He doesn't hold back either. Okay. Pretend we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. It doesn't say Jesus, but say it's in that Trump as Jesus. And he's looking at some hot chicks ass with a Twitter bird on it. And uh, Musk tweeted that out. Musk might maybe, what time was this? Uh, he might be uh, one of those drunk tweeters too. Sometimes it seems like Musk might have a couple in him or maybe he was uh, smoking something because this is a little crazy for the CEO, but, <laughs> uh, but he's, it's, it's not going to be boring. Put it that way. This is Musk's response uh, to someone asking about Trump and he's right. Trump is not going to be able to hold out. He's not going to be able to resist. Hell, he's running for president. We really think Donald Trump can resist uh, tweeting out to his, uh, I believe he's got, is it 89 million followers right now? I think the last I checked, it was 87.4. He has twice as many followers as Joe Biden, which makes sense because Trump actually does his own tweets and uh, Biden does not. We'll get to Biden. Uh, but uh, Trump will be back soon, perhaps any minute now. Until then, we could just wait and watch all these uh Trump haters and never Trumpers and everyone else just lose their minds. We got any good, we got any good meltdowns. I know, uh, I know uh, Rob Reiner and uh, ooh, Bill Crystal. We got lots of uh, people. Uh, oh, the people are, 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 uh, are blocking Trump. That's really good. Robert Reich, Robert Reich memo to Elon freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom to incite an insurrection. God, are we really going over that again? Is that all they got inciting an insurrection when we have the actual tweets and the statement that they saying go peacefully respect law enforcement. Uh, uh, he writes, Elon Musk is going a man who led a violent insurrection to overthrow the United States government back on this platform, letting the lies and disinformation continue to poison the American bloodstream. Yeah. That's Rob Reiner. Oh, God, I'm so sick of it. led a violent insurrection. I mean, they, the case has been made. He told people to go peacefully. And uh, and then we'll, people will tweet about how you know, people died on, on the Capitol. Right, right. Trump supporters died. Um, <laughs> this woman, Joe, she's got like a million followers. My 13-year-old son used to admire you, she tweets to Elon Musk, used to. Oh no, her poor 13 year old son, Billy Baldwin, who, who else never followed Trump on Twitter the first time and won't follow him again. Show me your hands. Oh Jesus. Oh God. Who's this, people. who's this guy sharing the Thanksgiving table with this year? Uh, Billy, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Alec Baldwin, you know, that murderer. Yeah. Billy, he's Billy's, they have another brother. I think Steven, who's not with them. Who's a, a right winger and a Christian. Oh, Keith Oldman. After this week, terrorist Trump's $8 would constitute half of Musk's income for, from Twitter. All right. Uh, they are, here's what they're going to do now. They, they, they're very upset that Musk saved this 
this uh, site, this platform for free speech that pisses them off. And now they're rooting against him and against it and hoping it fails. If Musk struggles uh, running Twitter, they're going to be so thrilled. They're going to be cheering. They're going to be mocking him. So we can all root for, for uh, Musk. Um, and, and uh, I think in the same um, compilation, you have Derek Jackson, who used to be a globy, uh, typical globy. Everything's about race. Everyone's racist. You know, wrote wrote a, like one column a week and complained about how tough he had it. Uh, he's now with the NAACP, and he's calling for a boycott of Twitter advertisers. This is the next uh, hill we're going to fight on and die on because these people are scum. Anyone who harasses. Uh, the advertisers of Twitter is scum, but they're going to do it. They're trying already. They're pressuring them already. We told you about it about two weeks ago. General Motors was pausing on their advertising to see how it went under Musk. Can you imagine a company? And I understand they're, they're CEOs, they're cowards. They're bowing to the mob, but a company is going to look at this and say, uh, he's reinstating the former president I don't think we want to advertise anymore. We were okay advertising when they had these authoritarians deciding who could speak and who couldn't. But when he opened us up for everybody, including a former president, we no longer want to be part of that. It's just un-American is what it is, which is why every decent American should be rooting for Musk. There he is, Derek, Derek Johnson. I don't know if it's the same guy who was at the globe, but, uh, uh, any advertiser still funding Twitter should immediately pause all advertising. Oh, these people are just despicable. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medication commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. Pause all advertising because he opened up the place for free speech. This is, this is so great what, what Musk did. He just is shining a light on this whole thing and, and, and exposing these, these hypocrites and liars like Liz Cheney. It's a good time to watch the January 6th hearing, she writes. Sure, that's what everybody's going to do. They're going to sit down and watch the January 6th hearing. No one watched it the first time, you hag. Time to go away, Liz. You're, you're done. You're over. It's, it's over for you. Oh, God. I love Musk more and more every day. I'm not sure I'm going to love him forever. I'm not sure everything's going to go the way I want it to, but... Uh, how can you not love what he's done? He, again, he didn't have to do this. As he pointed out, he's going to, he's looking for someone else to run the company because he's got so much else to do. But the fact that he laid off like everybody and nobody noticed, and it, a thing just kept rolling. The company just got the, 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 the you know, Twitter just kept going without a hitch is just amazing. Oh, here's Bet Midler. What are you waiting for? This asshole is going to give the lying sack of shit another crack at the brass ring. Vote no. <laughs> so they were campaigning for people to vote <laughs> no. I don't think Musk made his decision based on this poll. If he did, it was that's pretty stupid. I mean, you're going to decide whether to give someone the right to speak based on a Twitter poll. 
it was just fun and funny to see how many responses there were. People like Bette Midler, old fossils like Bette Midler and, and Rob Ryan are out there campaigning against Trump for old time's sake. Man, it has only just begun, but we'll be watching and waiting for Trump to. <laughs> God, oh, oh, where did this come from? <laughs> Have you seen that video? <laughs> no, that was Trump and uh, Kamala in the whatever, what in that same meme. But uh, I can... <laughs> make Twitter fun again. That's what Musk has done so far. I hope he has not stopped yet. It's time he lets everybody back on all the, the banned folks. Let's stop the shadow banning. Let's stop the warnings. Let's let, you know, who hasn't been reinstated. Peter McCullough and Robert Malone, the two doctors, one guy who invented the MRNA vaccine, another prominent doctor. They've been uh, suspended. They've not been reinstated yet. The, the COVID insanity continues uh, on Twitter, at least to this point, maybe today, those guys will be back, but I, I'd love to hear the logic behind banning them. They were right about everything. And even if they weren't, you're going to ban people for lying. Well, <laughs> Joe Biden still has his account. Uh, 60 Minutes still has their account. The New York Times, New York Times still has its account. Uh, and uh, and uh, these doctors, these experts don't because uh, uh, of because Twitter used to protect Fauci. That was one of their priorities, protecting Fauci. That is over. I hope soon we'll see those doctors Trump's, back. Trump's but, first tweet back over under 2.5 million likes. What do you think? Way over. He's going to, he has 90 million followers. Right. I mean, half the followers like it. You got 50 million, 45 million likes. It's going to be wild. I will cringe. I'm telling you, most of Trump's tweets are juvenile, stupid, petty, Funny sometimes, yes, funny, um, and and it'll be funny. But how about the over/under when he does it? He, I mean, he's going to do it today. That's my prediction. I'm going with the under, way, way under, on when Trump tweets. And you know, he'll 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 probably say he's not going to tweet on to social, and then five minutes later he'll tweet. I he think, can't help. It. I think he's going to do it on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. some kind of th happy Thanksgiving to everybody or something just, about just the, to make the, just yeah, just to take a, attention away from football and family. He'll he'll start making noise and make it about him. Yes. And when he does, it'll be huge. It'll be huge. But uh, we'll uh, we will be all over that. CBS's protest ended, in case you're wondering, it, it ended and they're back on Twitter. But uh, let's get to all the other big news. The shooting in Colorado. Um, Colorado Springs, very, very tragic, sickening, sad. Uh, we'll give you the latest on that. There's a, uh, um, there's a story about the, the suspect, the shooter. By the way, I'm, I'm looking at the Daily Mail. They said he used an AK, AK I mean, an AR-15. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that anywhere else. That's according to uh, the Daily Mail. He used an AR-15 which, which um, you know, I, I don't know how they know that, but they do. The 22-year-old suspect was arrested. I don't know if he was arrested last year for a bomb threat. His mother called the police um, um, last year for fear that he was, uh, I don't know, if he was building a bomb, preparing to set off a bomb. They cleared out the whole neighborhood. They brought him into custody. They dropped all the charges and let him go. I don't know. We're going to find out more. Um, 
and and find out just how responsible. I'm trying to find the uh, details, the date on that um, arrest, but uh, he went into the uh, club just before midnight uh, with a uh, rifle, according to the Daily Mail and AR-15. There were other weapons found on uh, in the club after the shooting, and uh, they did not say do not know where they belonged to uh, the shooter. Um, five people killed, 25 injured. It would have been much, much worse if not for a couple of heroic uh, patrons who tackled him, disarmed him, and saved lots of lives, I think. Um, but uh, uh, hopefully we'll find out more about those folks, find out more. Anderson Lee Aldrich is 22. He's in police custody. Um, we don't know anything about him other than he was arrested. I, again, I don't know if he was arrested, <clears throat> taken into custody, and let go after his mom, mother said he was threatening to blow stuff up. Uh, let me get the details on that. I'm uh, CBS, CBS is saying, this is my favorite, an, AR, an AR-15 style semi-automatic Oh, yeah, that's the new. But a handgun and additional ammunition uh Additional ammunition magazines were also recovered. Yeah, but they said, I believe they said they didn't know if they belonged to him. But it's being compared to the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. Uh, Omar Mateen shot that, killed 49. He didn't know it was a gay nightclub, but he killed 49 guys. And uh, I don't think he used, uh, I forget the weapon. I don't think he used an AR-15, but uh, it could have been like that, if not for these heroes who tackled the guy and, and, and disarmed him. Um, when you think about it, a crowded nightclub at midnight, he was probably thinking he was going to do the kind of damage, uh, have the kind of death toll that uh, Omar Mateen did in Orlando. Omar Mateen was an Islamic terrorist. Um, uh, let's see. The shooting came one year after uh Anderson Lee Aldrich was arrested for making a bomb threat. A woman told police at the time that her son had a homemade bomb, multiple weapons and ammunition. 10 homes were evacuated in the neighborhood, but no bombs were found. Authorities said at the time he refused to comply with the deputy's demands to just to surrender. But following a one hour standoff, he backed down. He was booked faced two counts of felony menacing and three counts of first degree kidnapping. He was never formally charged in the threat and the case was sealed. The charges were dropped. Now the DA has some explaining to do. I mean, I guess if no bomb was found, I guess maybe they had no evidence, but uh, they have red flag laws in, in Colorado, the governor and the mayor, they're all bragging about that. We'll find out why, how he got the gun. Was it legal? Did he buy it legally? That'll be the next big thing, but that didn't stop many, many politicians and media people for, from, for, from exploiting this, including our president. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, I, I woke up to tweets, first of all, blaming Trump, <laughs> blaming Trump for shooting in a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs. I had a couple people blaming me, you know, saying it's red, your rhetoric, people like you. And I'm going, what? I mean, that's, that's a stretch. I'm sorry. That is quite the stretch. But uh, AOC blames Lauren Boebert, who won her race by a handful of votes, thank God, in Colorado. 
AOC actually tweets Lauren Boebert, you have played a major role in elevating anti-LGBT hate and anti-trans lies while spending your time in Congress blocking even the most common gun safety laws. You don't get to thoughts and prayers your way out of this. She tweeted this like before the, they haven't even identified the victims and, and cleaned up the blood. I mean, oh. that is really disgusting. You can say what you want about Lauren Boebert, but she just said, uh, the news out of Colorado Springs is awful. Uh, the, uh, this morning, the victims and their families are in my prayers. This lawless violence needs to end and end quickly. I mean, that's not politicizing it. That's just saying this violence needs to end. AOC is going to blame her. Uh, lots of politicians blaming Trump, blaming right wingers, blaming Ron DeSantis, you know, because the guy didn't want to teach kindergartens about kindergartners about sex. Blame him because he doesn't want drag queen story hour in libraries for little children. Um, but uh, um, the, the best one, well, we'll get to Biden, but the best one would be Lori Lightfoot. Now, this one I had to respond to. Lori Lightfoot, the space alien who serves as mayor of Chicago. Uh, here she is. Lori Lightfoot tweets, I'm sick of this shit. How many people need to be murdered? How many lives torn apart until it actually stops? She's about as good a writer as she is a mayor. We don't have to live like this and we don't have to die like this. All right. Um, she's sick of it. Just, uh, there, and she's uh, quote tweeting the uh, Associated Press saying five people are dead, 18 injured in the shooting. So I, I quickly looked it up. Do you know how many people have been shot dead in Lori Lightfoot, Chicago this year? And we still have a month and a half to go. 615 shot dead. Christ. Over 2,000 people shot. We went over it the other day. I mean, they're all almost all young guy, boys and men, black men and boys. Some of the children, we went over the number. There were three-year-olds and five-year-olds and seven-year-olds. Does Lori Lightfoot ever tweet about how sick she is of that? I mean, the idea that the mayor of the, of the murder capital of America, this, 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 this uh, incredibly violent, deadly place, is upset because of a shooting in, in Colorado, but doesn't say crap about the shootings in her own backyard. Nobody does, by the way. I, I mean, I, I, I was responding to people on Twitter last night because it's just incredible when you think about it. These people like Lori Lightfoot screaming about, uh, uh, about a murder and, and a tragic murder, an atrocity, disgusting. I, I hope Aldrich Lee, whatever his name is, gets executed. Okay. I, 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 I hope we could find out the DA uh, uh, screwed up by letting him walk. He shouldn't have been free. Maybe, maybe we'll find out more. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but it sounds like he was a dangerous guy. I, and, and I, if, if, if this plays out the way I think it's going to, I think he should be executed. What do you think of that? Lori Lightfoot AOC. Do you want him executed? Cause I do. I do. Do you, or are you soft on crime? But you're going to sit there. I mean, I looked this up too. This year, almost 18,000 people have been shot dead in this country, including 1,500 kids, 300 kids from age 0 to 11, 300 children, 0 to 11, have been shot dead. 300. Have we heard from AOC on any of them? Have we heard from Lori Lightfoot? 
whose city is is a just it's a very dangerous place for for young black men. Did we hear anything from him? How about Obama, his alleged hometown where he's building a shrine to himself? Have we heard from him about any of these shootings? I believe the number over the weekend was five shot dead and another twenty shot uh, in in Chicago, and she's railing against a shooting because they can you in in Colorado, AOC. Lori Lightfoot, Joe Biden, because they can use it. You know, wouldn't you think that they'd, they'd be upset about the shootings on their own streets? I mean, AOC's from New York. They don't have any shootings that are, have you all upset there, uh, AOC? You have to go all the way to Colorado to find a murder that you can use, that you can exploit. All right, let's get to uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden was... Um, uh, celebrating his uh, 80th birthday, but he took time out to uh, exploit the murder and rail against assault weapons. Is this just a statement? Yes, it is just a statement. Uh, he, he says, quote, while no motive in this attack, attack is yet clear, we know that the LGBTQI plus community has been subjected to horrific hate violence in recent years. Gun violence continues to have a devastating effect and particular impact on LGBTQI plus communities across the nation and threats of violence are increasing. There's no evidence. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't know that he's making that up. Uh, we saw it six years ago in Orlando when our nation suffered the deadliest attack affecting the, do you think Joe Biden, if you asked him to name that acronym, what do those stand for? Do you think he'd get half? I think he'd get LG and that'd be probably about it. B maybe T doubtful Q mm, I plus. Yeah. LNG sure. he'll know because he spent so much time saying they shouldn't be allowed to be married. So he'll remember <laughs> That's those. true. Uh, quote, we must address the public health epidemic of gun violence in all its forms. Early this year, I signed the most significant gun safety law in three decades. So he's exploiting and he's boasting and bragging. In addition to taking other historic actions, we must do more. We need to enact, enact a, an assault weapons ban to get weapons of war off America's streets. Now, they love this one, weapons of war. I'm I, i, I uh, going to guess the 615 murders in Chicago this year, I'm going to guess none were committed with a weapon of war. Or unless you count, you know, stolen Glocks as weapons of war, but I'm going to guess none are uh, were used uh, con, uh, committed with uh, assault weapons and same with uh, the overall total 18,000 murders in this in the United States so far this year i'm going to guess a small tiny fraction i think there's more murders committed with knives than assault weapons but that doesn't stop joe biden from using it exploiting it it's what he does he learned from the best no one no one exploited politicized crimes, tragedies like Barack Obama. He was the master. Biden went on to, uh, oh, oh, Nancy Pelosi went on to say this was particularly tragic because it was on the eve of Transgender Day of Remembrance. Oh, so it's Transgender Day of Remembrance. Think of that. Nancy Pelosi's never said a word about the 300 children who've been murdered in the United States this year. But if she can use this politically, she will. So she jumps in with both feet to talk about how tragic it was that this happened on the eve of transgender remembrance. And, and in case you were uh, 
weren't sure what a ghoul Joe Biden has. I looked this up too. So far this year, 853 people have died trying to cross our southern border. In drowned in the Rio Grande, died in the desert, were, were baked to death in the back of tractor trailer trucks. 853. Has Joe Biden ever offered thoughts and prayers or said we must do something about the epidemic of people dying trying to cross our wide open southern border? Of course not. He does not care about victims of violent crime. He doesn't care about dead kids. If he did, he'd stop that. He'd say something about that. He would offer thoughts and prayers to the 853 dead migrants lured here by him. I just have no tolerance for these people, but I, you know, I shouldn't be so rough on the guy. He had a big weekend uh, on Saturday. He, uh, his granddaughter got married at the white house. Whose granddaughter Hunter's kid, that poor kid. I mean, just look at Hunter's child. Imagine the life mm. that she had to lead with that creep. And uh, she's living his granddaughter and her new husband are living at the white house. Nobody knows like where or why, but they're living at the white house. And then on Sunday, he uh, he turned 80, and God knows he looks every day with the idea that we now have an 80-year-old in the White House, an 80-year-old in the throes of dementia, an 80-year-old who walks like he's 110, and uh, who can't stay awake for these vital international summits with world leaders. That guy is in charge. But they had a good time. I believe we have some sound from the uh, wedding reception. It got a little jiggy, got a little crazy, a little zany out there on the uh, South Lawn as the uh, guests got a little uh, overserved. But let's uh, let's listen to the president make an announcement after his uh, lovely granddaughter was wed at the White House. Hey, everybody, let's all take a shower. That's not right. That's not right. He doesn't shower with his granddaughter. It's just his daughter. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, we got to move. We got to move. We got an FTX update. And this is just getting started. Again, I got to say, I think we were right, 100% right on the nose on this one, Ironhead, because we are going to learn that there are a number of co-conspirators, again, celebrities, politicians, media people who helped SBF and his hideously homely sidekick in this scheme. They helped him. He couldn't have yeah. done it without them. He couldn't have done it without Tom Brady and Steph Curry and David Ortiz. He couldn't have done it without the New York Times, without Vox. He couldn't have done it without uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats that he gave so much money to. Uh, uh, they they are, are, are involved in this. But the bankruptcy filing, I'm looking at... Uh, this account that is uh, all over this G U G U R Gergavin Gergavin. I told you about this the other day. It's a financial uh, Twitter account. Um, and they're, they're all over this. As Musk said, Twitter is covering this story much better than the mainstream media. This could be a turning point where people, more people turn to get their news uh, from uh, Twitter than they do from the mainstream media, which is another reason the mainstream media hates um, hates uh, Twitter. But here's Gergavin. He tweets yesterday, yesterday afternoon, if you had any money on FTX, get ready for your full name, account balance, amount of crypto you had, all of it to be made public for everyone to be seen 
in the bankruptcy filings in the next couple of days. And this, which he look at the original tweet, which is amazing. One single customer lost over 226 million on FTX and more than 10 customers have lost over $100 million each. It's got to hurt, man. We're taking, uh, I want to point out that uh, he misspelled court. So read this how you will. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, he, he does, everything's in capital letters, but that is coming. A bankruptcy filing where one person was, was robbed of 226 million by this scumbag SBF friend of Tom Brady's and Steph Curry's and Giselle Bunchton's. He stole billions and billions and some of them. And then lots of people, whenever I'm tweeting about this respond and say, Hey, they deserve it. Anyone who trusted that scumbag. I mean, I'm not saying, uh, we're not going to find out that some of the customers were, uh, shady, shady people. We will, but it doesn't matter. This thief stole billions from their customers with the help of Democrat politicians, mainstream media people, and celebrities. Here's what I'm having trouble handling. Is there a circle of wagons around this scumbag? I mean, I don't remember too many people doing this for Bernie Madoff or for Jeffrey Skilling or, or Ken Lay. I don't remember people who were scammed, uh, uh, people helping Bernie Madoff steal, rob from millions. I don't remember them saying, hey, you know what? He's really not a bad guy. After he stole all the money, this SPF, if this, if this is fair, if this is just, and it won't be, would die in prison. He's 30, he'd get life. And so would his hideous and ugly sidekick. They would get life, what they did. They stole billions. The problem is the people who helped him, the Democrats, the media, the celebrities, uh, they're going to try, try to help him get off easy, and they will probably succeed. I'll be shocked if he does as much time, as I said the other day, as the QAnon shaman. The QAnon shaman did, got four years for walking through the Capitol building with his face painted and his horns and howling like a wolf. He got four years. He did a year, over a year in solitary. If I'll be shocked if this scumbag SPF does as much time as the QAnon shaman. He should, and it's going to get good, man, when we find out all these customers. Do you think there'll be any of these famous people? Think any of his famous friends invested in the company? I'm going to guess no, but uh, if you're losing $226 million on one investment, I'm going to guess you have some real liquid, man. You have some real cash, and uh, you're, you might be a titan of industry, if not a celebrity. But let's get to one of the uh, more vile friends of SBF. Kevin O'Leary is the guy from Shark Tank. I, I hate him anyway, but uh, uh, I hate him before this. But Kevin O'Leary put his name behind SBF, helped him with this scam. Now that the now that he's been exposed as a thief, you would think Kevin O'Leary would come crawling on his knees, asking America to forgive him for his lapse in judgment. He, you think he'd say, "Yeah, I got fooled too." You know, the guy was. Uh, well, uh, what did uh, the New York Times call him? Charismatic. Charismatic. As I point out, there's no one on planet Earth less charismatic than Sam Bankman Freed. He's an aspy weirdo who no one would have trusted if he didn't have the help of celebrities like Kevin O'Leary and uh, Jim Cramer and CNBC, who called him the Michael Jordan of crypto. They're all co-conspirators, including this sleazebag, Kevin O'Leary. Let's listen to what he says after P. 
people find out that it was all lies. It was a house of cards. And this guy was stealing customers money and buying houses <laughs> after that was all revealed. Let's listen to what Mr. Wonderful had to say. Go ahead. 10 people that, that knew Sam, uh, n- nine of them are, are, are going to say what a wonderful guy he was. And I'm one of those. I, I just think he's a very interesting individual. Um, over time, we'll peel this onion, find out what happened. I don't think that guy has a, an evil bone in his body. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I mean, again, I don't know anything about this one customer who lost $226 million or the 10 other customers who lost more than $100 million. Can you imagine being one of them? How about the, uh, uh, the teachers union that lost their pension money? You have to watch that. You have to watch this, this a-hole talk about what a wonderful guy he is. The guy who just stole a quarter of a billion dollars from one person. <laughs> and this guy's sitting there saying, oh, he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. He's a wonderful guy. We know we went over the whole scam the other day. They had, they didn't have an accountant. The company had no accountant. They had, they had apps where they recorded things that deleted automatically. They were hiding evidence every day. Hell, they were in the Bahamas for a reason. Uh, Mr. Wonderful. They were avoiding <laughs> regulation because they were stealing from everybody. Nine out of 10. I'd like to check with the nine out of the 10 of the people that he stole from. You think they all think he's a wonderful guy? God, that bothers me. Tom Brady better not do that. I'm just going to warn you, Tom, do not. You must wake up. You, you must say you were fooled. You were, you were conned by this con man like so many others. Just say you fooled. You were fooled. You fell for it. Whatever. You, got, you were fooled by, um, uh, by the crypto craze or something. You cannot defend him. All right, we got to get going here. We've got so much more to get to. Oh, I don't, I don't want to spend any time on it because I don't care. But uh, the World Cup started, and you know how it started? With the English team, the British team, taking a knee, George Floyd style, before the game. <laughs> we're taking knees again. I thought we were done with that. They were upset because they weren't allowed to wear a rainbow patch on their uniforms. Uh, At least that's uh, not disrespecting the country. Uh, I know. It's just silly. It's just, I mean, it's, it's all just dumb. silly virtue signaling. But, I, you know, we'll get to some of these people uh, talking about, we got a guy on MSNBC talking about boycotting. Not this World Cup, the one in Qatar, Qatar, the one in the U.S. in four years. Heath wants to know if people are going to boycott because reproductive rights. I don't think we're going to get to that today, though, because I got much more to get to. We have to do this before we get to our uh, NFL wrap up, our uh, review of the, the worst quarterback in NFL history. We got to do another quarterback, a young guy, 18 years old. Uh, his name is Marcus Stokes. If you missed this story. You're not going to believe it. You are not going to believe it. It's it's insane. I think it's going to get big and crazy. But uh, let me do Shay, and then we'll tell you about Marcus Stokes, a four-star recruit, I believe, four- or five-star recruit, who was headed to Florida, but they rescinded their scholarship offer. You're not going to believe why. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. this is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. 
A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that. You call Shay, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense, this is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And, by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. All right. Uh, we have the video. It's short, it's brief, and it's offensive. But let's uh, make this clear. Marcus Stokes is an 18-year-old kid, an 18-year-old. He's a high school quarterback right now, a high school kid right now. And uh, he was headed to the University of Florida, Florida Gators, four-star recruit. Uh, He was headed to play quarterback for the Florida Gators. They had offered him a scholarship. He was all in. He was excited. Um. Here is the story from uh, Breitbart. The University of Florida retracted its scholarship offer to four-star high school quarterback after the player was seen on video rapping the N-word. The video is mere seconds long, but in it, former Gator commit Marcus Stokes can be seen rapping the words, welcome back N-word. Um, Stokes issued a statement. Man, did he ever. He just apologized. I deeply apologize for the words in that song that I choose to say. It was hurtful and offensive to many people, and I regret it. I fully accept the consequences of my action. I respect the University of Florida's decision to withdraw my scholarship offer to play football. And they make this kid just grovel, uh, and he does. And you'll see why. I mean, we can play it. I mean, it's, he's singing a song, and it's really quick. And he posted it himself, so you could say, and some people did on Twitter, said he deserves it because he's such a fool for posting this. But he's singing a song, a song which, you know, this, the, the, the performer, the hip-hop artist, you know, that, that song makes hip-hop artists rich and famous, and, and the, the song gets pl- widely played. So an 18-year-old is playing a song and sings along. That's it. And because of that, and the fact that he posted it, his, his life is in ruins. I mean, it really is. Let's be honest. He loses his scholarship, and now he's the guy who said the N-word, the white guy who said the N-word on video. Didn't, I mean, he sang it. It's a real song. It's, it's playing on, the, on his car stereo or whatever. And he sings along, and now he's ruined and he's he's gonna have this cloud hanging him over hanging over him wherever he goes. Uh, I, I guess someone else will step up and and offer him a scholarship. Maybe maybe it won't be a, a a big time program like Florida, but I assume he'll get to go to college. But you never know. I assume he'll get to play college football, but you never know. I don't know. You want to play it, Ironhead, or what do you think? Uh, I mean, it's two seconds, and there's not really any context in it because someone clipped it beautifully uh but it's up to you uh i will just tell you he says he's singing there's music playing and he says welcome back n-word we'll leave it at that and he's uh he's done (laughs) yeah i find it amazing it's like uh 
what about the guy who made the song? What about the record company? What about the promoters? What about the people who are, you know, yeah, I, I, I was watching somewhere over the weekend. Was it NFL or uh, Lil Wayne was there? Lil Wayne was being honored. And I'm saying Lil Wayne. I mean, <laughs> Lil Wayne was being honored at the weekend. This the same weekend. This kid was being blackballed. Is that the song? Uh, this is the artist he was apparently listening to. J. Dot Breezy. J. Dot, one of my favorites. <laughs> so he's singing along to J. Dot Breezy. And because people saw it on so hell, he posted it himself. Again, dumb move, bad move by him. But he wasn't just saying, he wasn't calling someone the word. He was singing the song. I hope there's some kind of move to, to, you know, to forgive, to forgive the 18 year old for singing the song, you know? Um, but uh, why don't you, instead of him singing it, why don't you sing it? Ironhead? What do you think? You're a big rap. Uh, I'm not a huge rap guy and uh, I'll never say that word, especially on camera. Cause I'm not stupid. <laughs> Just, I mean, but uh, Lil Wayne could say it, you know, Snoop Dogg could say it, whatever. Any, any J Dodd breezy could say it, but Marcus Stokes says it and he must be destroyed. That's just so insane. We have reached peak insanity. But I let's get to our uh, NFL wrap up. Uh, big week for Ironhead. He went one and three again. That's pretty good for him. If you're tailing me, you're making so much money this year. I will say this though you you you've you've had a terrible season. You've that, but not nearly as bad as Zach Wilson, the franchise quarterback for the New York Jets. Yesterday, if you missed it, the Jets and Patriots played the worst, the, the most boring game in NFL history, which interestingly ended on one of the most exciting plays in NFL history. The Jets punted to the Patriots, didn't punt out of bounds, which would have made a lot of sense. Punted to, uh, what's his name, Marcus Jones? Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, wait. Uh, yeah, Jonathan uh, Jones is the defender. I think that is Marcus. Right, Jones. a lot of Joneses. Mac Jones, Jonathan Jones. Uh, Patriots return it for a touchdown. They win ten to three. Uh, they they escape. It was a bad, ugly game for both sides. But this was justice. There's, if the Jets had somehow squeaked out a win, it would have been a joke. The Jets' offense had perhaps the worst game in NFL history. It was incredible. Zach Wilson completed nine passes. Their punter punted 10 times, including the last play of the game, which uh, led to the touchdown. Uh, they had 100. I'm going to get this box score because it's comical, this box score. The New York Jets had six first downs. Total game, six. Total yards, 103. Uh, two in the second half. It was uh, historic how bad this offense was. And I said this a few weeks ago when the Patriots beat him. Zach Wilson is awful. I mean, I saw him at BYU. I remember watching the game and he was great. And I was, and I looked it up to see, you know, when all the experts thought he would go in the draft and would he be there when the Patriots picked? Um, he was not, he went number two to the Jets and man, what a historic, what a Jets like mistake. What an unbelievable franchise-changing gaffe to draft this stiff in the, with the second pick. I think there's a video today. Don Orlovsky from ESPN posts a video where he breaks down and analyzes, and he came to the conclusion that that uh, Matt, Zach Wilson doesn't know the plays. He doesn't know where the receivers are going. He's just winging it out there. I said last time they played, I've never seen a quarterback in the NFL who doesn't know how to throw the ball away. He doesn't know how to throw it away. He doesn't know how to run a run pass option. 
they're, they're, they, they, he doesn't know what he's looking at, like who's supposed to be optioning, who he's supposed to be looking at when he runs that play. He, he's, he, he, is, he doesn't know when to scramble. He doesn't know how to run. He doesn't know when to get rid of the ball. He doesn't feel the rush. He is terror. He is awful in every way, except, you know, physically, obviously he's a talented athlete, but boy, and that must've fooled a lot of people, but because he sucks as an NFL quarterback, um, it's, it's, he was nine for 20, nine for 22 for 77 yards in the game. Uh, had a uh, 50 QB rating. I'm not sure how, oh, by the way, two picks dropped by all rights. He should have thrown at least two picks, hit Devin McCourty right in the chest, but it was, it was almost impossible to look away at just how bad the Jets offense was. Patriots was, wasn't great, but it was leaps and bounds better than the Jets. That's the 14th straight time the Patriots have beat, beaten the Jets. And I don't know how I, I said this, Robert Salah, coach of the year. He's won six games. He's six and four. I mean, six and five with that quarterback. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. I'll have to go back and check the film. But then you watch a game like last night, Mahomes against uh, uh, Justin Herbert. And you see that the that Zach Wilson can't do that. He can't play that position at that level. Neither I mean, can Mac Jones, realize, to be fair. Mahomes is the best, you know, quarterback. He's great. He's a Hall of Famer. But there's so many others. You watch, you know, Joe Burrow. You watch a lot of quarterbacks and you say you have to be able to do that to win in the NFL. Zach Wilson will never be able to do that. We'll we'll see if Mac Jones can. But it takes a lot to be a good NFL quarterback. And you kind of know pretty quickly in some cases. And I know, I know, he's just awful. And there's nothing more entertaining than uh, turning on the TV and there are the Chiefs. The Chiefs are, are playing. They just have great, uh, they, you know, just great play calling, great play design, great players, and a great quarterback. And they're entertaining to watch. No one will ever say that about Zach Wilson, uh, who, uh, what did you say, they averaged two inches of play? In the second half, 2.77 inches. <laughs> 2.7 inches per play in the second half. I don't know how that team is not 0-10 or 0-11. I don't know how Mike White or Joe Flacco is not playing quarterback when they next you know, tee it up. Uh, I don't know how, how, he, how you can look at that kid, Zach Wilson, and say, yeah, he's our guy going forward. But uh, – uh, it was an interesting day in the NFL. Buffalo had to move their game because they got seven feet of snow. They took care of business against Cleveland in Detroit. And the uh, the Chiefs survived against, uh, against the uh, Chargers. Pretty entertaining Sunday night game. But uh, big, big slate on Thursday. Patriots play Thursday night at 8 o'clock. That's going to be tough to stay awake for the end of that one after a day of uh, eat heavily, heavily eating and drinking, but uh, we'll see what we can do. We're going to have to get uh, Montante on Wednesday because he made the greatest pick of the year. I picked with you, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then he talked me out of it, said, no, Dallas is the best bet of the week, best bet of the year. And man, did he nail that one. What was the final? 40 to three. Or 40 to three. Yeah. 40 to three. The Vikings, uh, who had the most amazing win against Buffalo a week before, 40-3. to three, They lose at home to the, uh, to the Cowboys, setting up the Vikings to win on Thanksgiving because uh, you you got you to gotta bounce back from that. you got to. But uh, 
anyway, uh, we got, I got a lot more to do, but we can get to it tomorrow. We're going to get to that, that guy on MSNBC who thinks we should boycott the U S hosting the world cup. And we got climb, uh, Kamala in the, in the far East talking about climate change, which is always funny. And we will have the latest on Trump's return to Twitter and the details on the climate, uh, on the Colorado spring shooting. And when that, when that document comes out, when that bankruptcy is filed, we'll have all the names and the numbers and it is going to be ugly, but we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening and, uh, commenting. Any good comments that I missed here, Ironhead? I haven't put, um, no, I've been putting them up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true. He got drafted high because of what he did at pro. He got drafted high because what he did at BYU and because he looks good. It's a good looking kid with a good arm, an athlete, good athlete. Doesn't have the brain to play quarterback in the NFL. Unfortunately for the Jets, you screwed up again. Sam Darnold is better than this kid. Mm. Much better. <laughs> they got to move on. I know Salah was asked, how about after the game, when Zach Wilson's asked if he let down the defense, if the, if the offense let the defense down, the obvious answer is yes, we got to do better. It was, it was inexcusable what we did today. He says, no, no, we're good. And uh, the story in the post or the daily news this morning is how there's grumblings from his teammates on how he's just not doing the job and it's time to move on to somebody else. Things are ugly in New York. Patriots leapfrogged them in the standings out of last place, headed to the playoffs. It's going to be an interesting stretch run in the NFL. But that's it for today. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.